Hey everyone, it's Alex and welcome back to A Second Life. I have another guest. I'm so excited about this. I'm so grateful. I have Chelsea Jacobs here with me. I've known Chelsea for such a long time. We've grown up together. We've gone to school together and I cannot believe that we're here right now. I'm amazed by you, amazed by your story, your progress. You have blossomed into this amazing person. You have helped me, guided me, and done tremendous things for me and so many others. You, just like I, I believe that I've fought for myself in a similar way, we've turned so many dark things that came from such a dark thing into light and growth and I'm just I'm blown away by you and I'm so happy you're here because I knew right when I started this podcast and I continued and explored the idea of guests I knew I wanted you and I'm so glad that you're here so welcome I'm so excited so first and foremost I know and a lot of my listeners may know just because of you know the area we're in but you are very, you're very public about your growth and your grief process and who you are and just becoming Chelsea. You know, you are very open about that just as I am as well. And I love that. And I appreciate that. And I know so many other people do as well, but through your writing that we'll talk about even more, you've given a lot of yourself and your, your story already out there into media before. And for those who don't know you or about your story, I want to give you the floor to kind of let people know who you are and where did your grief and growth process start? What did it take for you to be at this point in your life? So take the floor. (laughs) You're good. Wow. Okay. So... Chelsea Grace Jacobs, and I feel that my life started on November 13th, 2020, when my boyfriend, my best friend, a kid that, I I met a person in the beginning of my sophomore year who genuinely saw life in a way that I never knew you could see life, and his name was Charlie. And I called him Charles. That was his, like, real name. And we were neighbors in this building called Thesis. We both attended the University of Miami in Florida. And we just became really good friends really fast. And unfortunately, on November 13th, he had taken his life in the parking garage in our apartment. And... It was the day that my life stopped and started, is how I would put it. 100%. Um, It's really not easy losing anybody in any sense of way. And I think suicide leaves this big question, this big mystery, that you must, one way or another, to continue in this world, heal on top of a mystery. It can be a dark mystery, it can be a beautiful mystery, it can be any type of mystery that will get you through the day. So I hopped in the elevator with a security guard and he took me up to the fifth floor of the parking garage because he said that there was a car running and there was a kid sleeping in the back for a few hours. Mm -hmm. 
My friends were outside walking his dog, Mookie, which was interesting because he never left his dog in his apartment unlocked. So off the bat, something something was up in the air. Something was up in the air. I felt, I felt, I felt like I was floating, honestly. So your body, like, subconscious. A hundred percent. And earlier that day, we were all in the car on the way home from picking up one of my friends from a one-night stand because Charlie just <laughs> loved to pick my friends up, hear the, hear the story right off the bat. So... We are driving home, and I can confidently say I felt the moment his soul left his body. Holy shit. The whole car shifted, and even my two friends in the back seat were like, Chelsea, like, what's up with Charlie? What's up with Charlie? And I was like, Charles, like, I love to call him Charles. <laughs> I was like, Charles, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, is everything okay? And he was just sort of staring forward. Um, and wasn't really giving me these answers that he usually gives me, these vivacious answers. There was no humor. There was no spunkiness to his tone. He was like, yeah, I'm fine. Normally like a lighter soul, yeah. like positive. 100%. And totally. So loving. Would always grab my hand. Would always give me a kiss if I needed reassurance because I really needed reassurance back in those days. For sure. So flash forward, I'm in the elevator and I'm going in the elevator with a security guard named Gary. And the door opens and... I look out and I see his car running and one thing led to another and I'm opening his car door and he's just like laying in the back, laying in the back seat. Um, his feet were behind the driver's side and he, his head was behind the passenger side. And unfortunately he took his life with a gun and I can assume that the gun was placed somewhere near his mouth, um, somewhere like that. And his head was tilted back and there was just like blood um, spilled out all the way back. And the only thing that was going through my mind at that time was genuinely everything happens for a reason. It was the only thought that was coming through to me. It was the only thought that I could really here in my head and it was at that moment when I was laying on top of him when I had sort of this awakening of am I living life like I'm like I'm supposed to am I am I creating the happiness that I deserve am I in my way am I creating this pain for myself because I was socialized because I grew up learning pain and fear and it was like these questions that were running through my head that took these lens off that I felt like I was wearing. And it was just like, a, who do you want to be, Chelsea? Right. Who do you want to be? And I was also staring at the one thing that I felt so deeply, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically connected to. And seeing just a body laying there without the spirit, I was like, what the fuck's really going on here? What is happening? What world are we living in? The shock, I like, I cannot even, cannot even imagine. Like, your, like, your body and your mind, like, all these things, like, just racing. I just can't even imagine, like, the physical, because, like, I know when I got my news in a completely different way, everything 
and I know the survival mode and the shock and how I felt like I do not know what's happening right now. I cannot even fathom or imagine what was going through your veins. Like, like what was happening like in, inside of your body and mind in that place. So I felt like I was living in a dream. I felt like my whole 20 years of existence was a dream, was a test that I was playing in this game. And his friends came up. I called one of his friends. Thankfully, I had just taken his number because they had come to the apartment. And they're like, have you seen Charlie? And that's when, like, the whole thing started coming up of, like, well, where's Charlie? So I called his friend. And I was like, dude, like, I like, I were I don't even know. I don't like even know how, how, I don't how. even know what I said to him. But he was like, okay, we'll be there. We'll be there in a second. And they showed up, and it felt like genuinely two breaths of air. And I sort of, I stepped out of the car, and I was screaming at my two friends who wouldn't come to the car. And I was like, come here, come here. Like, I need you guys. I need you guys. Like, please come here. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't come. I respect them for not coming because... It was just a gnarly, it was a gnarly sight, and the smell was vulgar. It smelled like, like alcohol remover, like a, like a nail, like a nail studio. It just, yeah. it was vulgar, and his phone was plugged in playing music, and the air conditioning was on full blast. Like, I get why they didn't want to walk over, and I'm happy they didn't walk over, because I can, I can still see, I can still see it today. Um, I can still see everything. I can still bring up the smell. I can still, I remember, I remember the air conditioning like blowing on my sides right here. And I remember pulling at his shirt and I remember I pulled it up and that's when I saw the blood on his face. And I was like, don't look at that again, Chelsea, or you're going to want to die. Like, don't look at that again. So I remember I was biting his knee. I was trying to move his hand and it was like, almost like it looked like it was holding platter like his one hand was down his one hand was up and I grabbed his hand and I tried to move it and it wasn't moving and he was cold and I was like oh boy like we have we got a situation on our hands yeah so the boys arrived and they were like go back to your apartment the police are going to find the police are going to follow you and I didn't think he was dead I thought right maybe um something happened and he would I was seeing him later in the hospital and I was going to kick his ass and like something like that and the police came in, and they weren't helpful. They really weren't helpful. I'm sorry. They didn't tell me that he passed away. They didn't tell me that his life was taken with the, that his life was taken with the act of a gun, unless I asked. So at first, I came around. His his girlfriends came in. They were they're incredible people. Incredible people. There's this one girl named Sally who, I hope she's in my life. I hope she's in my life for the rest of my life. She's just, she touches my heart. She's an inspiration to me. And she was holding me and her other friend, Mackenzie, too. They were just holding me. They're like, it's okay, it's okay. And I looked up at the officers and I was like, is he alive? Is he alive? And they're like, no. And I like ran to the bathroom. I thought I was going to throw up. I ran back out, I think a few minutes later after I calmed down. And I was like, how did he die? How did he die? Like, like what happened? What happened? And officer was just like a gun I was like I remember I dropped to my knees I put my forehead on the ground and I just like slid out and I was just facing the ground my dad hopped up hopped out on the next flight out and I remember I was in the shower and my friend was holding my hand I 
I don't even remember if I was washing my own hair or if someone was washing my hair, but these dark, dark thoughts just came through when I was in that shower, and it was just like, uh, how the how the heck am I going to continue? Do I want to continue? Do I want to join Charlie? Why would I be here after what I just saw? Do I want to be here? Does anybody actually care about me? Would, would, would life be better if I joined him? Like, I miss him so much. Like, I just want to be with him. I just want to hold him. I just want to hear him say, like, Chelly, everything's yeah. going to be fine. So that's when I really could understand deep, dark. That's when I was starting to understand, like, the dark side of the thoughts and the shadows of everything. And I can't sit here and say to you guys that I've never imagined putting a gun to my mouth, to my head, to seeing myself doing some really, really crazy shit. But I allowed myself to show me these just graphic, gnarly images so I could also understand that that is something that I just, I don't want to do. And that is something that I don't see myself doing. And that's where the journey really started of Chelsea Grace Jacobs because I was always a little bit slower. I was always behind in my grades. I had eight. They told me I had ADD, ADHD, and dyslexia, and I needed more time on my on my tests. And I wasn't as good as the other people in my grade. And it was just this healing process that I took myself through where I said to myself, who do you want to be? Do I want to define myself as the way that people outside of me have defined me? And that's when I sat back and I was like, what is this, Ill what is this uh, illness that people have given me? What is this medicine that people have put in my hand that will tell me I can do better if I swallow this or if I take this or if I learn this? And I can confidently say that you will never, ever be happy if you continue to define yourself by the way that people define you. Nobody in your life will ever know you as much as you know yourself, and that is the gift of being who you are. I said, no, I don't have ADD. No, I don't have ADHD. No, I don't need Adderall. I don't need Xanax. I don't need extended time, even though there's nothing wrong with any of that, but it was just the way that people were treating me because of these, and mm -hmm. it's just, it's not what I wanted. 100%. So I kicked ass, and I said, this is, this is just not the way I'm going to live, and I started writing, and I started reading, and I started journaling, and I started reflecting, and I started realizing that everything you go through in this world, all the people that you meet, the people you come in contact with, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your parents, your cousins, your siblings, your friends. Nobody makes you feel a certain way except for yourself. Your mind is the only one producing the chemicals when you bite into that yummy chocolate strawberry or you stub your toe. It's all in your mind that's making you create and feel all of these different types of way. So when I was able to cultivate that, I was also able to cultivate the way I react to things. You don't have to get angry if somebody cuts you off in traffic. You don't have to get insecure if somebody looks at you in a weird way. You determine the way you feel. 
Every single day you wake up in the morning, every single day you go to bed, every single night that you go to bed. I guess what I want to really say to people, and the reason why I feel like I'm here, is because we have one shot at this whole thing called life, this game of life, and we are blessed with these soft, comfy materials <laughs> and this technology and things that help us when we need them, everything is here for you. And it's crazy to use the word perfect, but when I tell you that we are living in a perfect universe, that gravity, we have enough gravity for us to walk on, on our feet and we have enough trees for us to breathe and everything can be divided by everything and we have the golden pyramids and we have just these profound places all over the world that show these perfect, perfect equations. And we're in these bodies. And it's crazy. It's time, I think it's time for, the, for everybody in this world to realize that we're in these bodies for a reason. We're all here for a reason. And the more that you attach yourself with these identities and these beliefs that we have been taught, the farther you are getting pulled away from yourself. So everything that I was taught, everything that somebody told me I was, I, I questioned. I was like, well, am I actually this? Am I actually that? Can I do this? Do I actually like that? And you learn about yourself. And I think that's one of the scariest things in life is becoming your own friend, becoming your own best friend. And that's what I had to do in these past two years. I had to become my own friend. I had to essentially start dating myself. You know what totally. I'm no, exactly. Like I I what you're like I'm like okay. my brain right now, my emotions, everything like cuz of you, like I'm so blown away. I connect to you so much. I'm freaking out, but like I just I feel the same way in the sense that like I really had to learn like to love myself. And I look, and if I was asked before, like, oh, like, do you love yourself? I'd be like, oh, like, yeah, I guess. Like, I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, like, through my entire life, I didn't fully, like, I didn't understand. 100%. I didn't. There was, there was things I didn't understand about myself. I wouldn't listen to myself. I wouldn't do certain things. I didn't, I didn't care for myself the way I should have. And it took such a, you know, intense, crazy thing to happen for like me to really just learn to love myself like I know what you mean like you have to like I learned what it means like love yourself before you love other people like you have to love yourself entirely completely 100% in order to give yourself to other people at like your highest good and like in general I completely understand you have to go through the worst you have to go through scary things to realize your potential to realize Absolutely. that you're actually alive. You're actually here. You have hands to create things. You have eyes to see things, a nose to smell, a tongue to taste, ears to hear. We have these sensations just running through all of our body. And it's like, how? How are we in these beautiful bodies that function beautifully every single day? And it's like, we aren't giving ourselves enough credit. And... The more we identify with anxiety and OCD and depression, the more you're going to drive yourself insane because mm -hmm. you can search up online that 
what the, what the symptoms are, what the side effects are, and then you subconsciously put yourself into this box of victimization and pain. It's like you don't even realize you're doing it to yourself. And alchemizing the trauma that you go through into whatever beautiful healing light and route that you want to take will drastically change your entire life. So when I look at the situation that I went through, I've changed it. I don't see the, the car and his face and the sirens and the smell and the air conditioning. Like I have genuinely taken my inner child and have sprouted the situation into rainbows and butterflies. And people can say, oh, she's crazy. How can she do that? That doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, you can take your mind. You can use your mind. And you can create anything to be the truth as long as you use love and you use peace and you trust yourself. And mm -hmm. if you're not going to love yourself, there is nobody that is going to love you. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Mm -hmm. It's it's so hard. For, and it's so... It's, it's so hard. It's so, so hard. hard. And you have to take such uncomfortable and awkward and weird steps that are so challenging for some people. But you have to, t you have to just take those steps. Yeah. Like I literally, like any time I, it's, it's just the simplest of like the littlest of things that may seem simple, but sometimes are just so hard for people to go in and do like it's, it took me the littlest of random things trying out in order to like love myself, which is crazy. Like even like the, like going out to like eat by yourself and like you have yeah. to take these uncomfortable like steps and try new things. And I like, it's just, even trying out, like raising your hand first and trying something like you need to take these weird steps and even trying like anything therapy, like you name it, just trying things outside of your comfort zone that you watch people like that seem like they have it, you know, together in a way. I would always watch people, you know, um, meditate and, and go to yoga and, and do all of these amazing things. And I'm just like, I don't think I could do that. Like, I don't know. Like, that's like, I don't know if I could ever yeah, do that. Like and already, risks like this. like yeah, I already put a conclusion on it, so of course you're not going to be able to do it because you're saying to yourself that you just, can't do it. Yeah, I tell myself, just shut up and do it. Just shut, shut up, up and do, do it. it. Get it done. My I dad agree. would always say with anything, no matter what it is, get it done. Anytime I'm in a position, any anything, whatever it is, I, just, I literally hear it. Shut up and get it done. Shut just up. get it done and, and do it. I you don't know how you're going to react, how your body's going to react, how your friends are going to react. But I, I went to Amsterdam this summer, and, some ch and a challenge that I did for myself was just push yourself once a day. If it was wearing a, even if it was the simplest things of wearing a workout bra that I didn't think would hold me correctly while yoga, I was like, just try it out one day, and you might like it, and if you don't like it, we can put it in the luggage, and we can deal with it when we get home. But it's just those simple acts of taking the longer way home or trying a new food that you didn't know or having a closet sale for the first time yeah. or going on a podcast for the first time or doing your first journal entry. One little step at a time and you'll look back one day and be like, whoa, I just did that. 
And I'm sitting here today and I'm looking back and I'm like, whoa, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. We're doing it. All of us are doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's like we fear and we have all these doubts and these and these just crazy, crazy, crazy thoughts that go through our head. But if you have the crazy, crazy, deep, scary thoughts, do you know what's on the other side of that? Light, beauty, peace, humility, determination. It's the law of polarity. If you are experiencing so much darkness on one end, you know that there has to be such luminous light coming towards you. And that's something that I also love to fall back on when I was grieving, because I, I kept saying like, holy whoa, <laughs> if I'm experiencing this much pain, this much heartbreak, I know one day that I am just going to be surrounded in love and light. And mm -hmm. I feel so blessed to have gone through what I've gone through because I wouldn't have been able to realize that, like, it's crazy to me. Like, I grab my arms. I grab my legs. Like, I, I give myself mm. kisses because it's like, you, you're going to be in this vessel for the rest of your life. And if you don't, face your fears and talk to the voices that are going on in your head, that last breath that you take on this earth, you're going to be like, oh, I didn't have to live like this. Oh, I didn't realize I was in my way my entire life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't realize I needed this much money to get to the top. I didn't realize that I had to be so malicious to get what I want. Like, right. that's not what this life is. And that's not, and unfortunately, it's what society has trained us because we learn fear and hate here. Mm -hmm. To this world knowing that. Yep, absolutely. If you can unteach yourself everything that you have been taught and reteach it through your own world, that's how you get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. that's it's hard, it's powerful, but you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. And I promise you, Nothing is as scary in this physical realm as it is in your head. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, yeah. Do we not make up the craziest situations? The craziest things, our imagination, our minds, our brains, everything is wild. I always say it. The mind is the most powerful, scary, and amazing thing in existence. In existence. That's just... It's the mind is the most powerful thing in the world. And your mind will believe anything. Mm. If, you, if you feed your mind anything, feed it love, feed it positivity, nourish it. Because then you'll start to see that your thoughts will change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something that I also learned was that what you hear is what you see. So if you constantly wrap yourself up in the news and you watch the death tolls and you see the school shootings and you see the bombings and you see the racism and you see all of this stuff, of course it's what you're going to see because you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is tone all that bullshit out. Hell yeah. Tone that out and let your inner voices turn up. Okay? At first it's scary and you're going to hear a lot of crazy things. But if you can see your, see your thoughts like clouds and watch them pass, you will be able to master the world of emotions. Mm -hmm. So instead of slamming on your horn when someone cuts, cuts you off, you can stop for a second and maybe blow them a kiss. 
Because for some reason, the world gets super, super angry when something like that happens and you give love back. Everybody's confused. That's not really how people operate. But if we can start operating on this harmonious and loving channel, the world will start to look differently. Absolutely. I want to acknowledge what you said about um, specifically we need like we need the bad things to happen to for the good because i i say this like i say this all the time and going through the grief process i i really resonated with this what the part when you were talking about this going through the grief process i also told myself in something that motivated me and got me thinking about how not that i it's I used, like, it's not, some people would hate the universe and hate the world. Instead of doing it like that, I thought, like, if something so bad, if something so dark, bad, crazy, so, so crazy can happen, something amazing and good can happen, too. Like, Something so bad, something so good can happen. Like, it's anything is possible, bad and good. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yeah. yeah, it may be, like, difficult for us to, you know, as we chase our dreams and try to make things happen for us, it seems like getting good things to happen is, is harder than bad things. For sure. Just the way that we live and the way that we're taught about for things, sure. the how everything's hard and chasing our dreams is so hard yeah. and you have to put blood, sweat and tears and everything. Yeah. Things are hard, but you don't got to d- destroy souls over trying to communicate that. I like agree. it's anything is possible, good or bad. I always say that like 100%. magical things are out there. I mean, magical things. We're living in a ever expanding, ever evolving universe. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's easier to be in the victim mindset than mm-hmm. to take responsibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. And I definitely, I love the flow of this. Everything you're saying is amazing. I resonate. I connect so much. I love the way you've spelled things out. I can feel it just the way, like, your body language and what you do and how you carry yourself and how, like, everything is so, like, like I feel, like, I feel your power being near you. That's how I feel like about it's, you. Oh, I feel your power. It's but it's like we all have these powers. It's like I. It's yes, yes. And I feel I like love the way you you cha- want to transform things into love, and you want to channel love, and it's gives me hope, gives me faith in society and people that like. It just it all it also it turns my intrusive thoughts like down, yeah. which is the best because mm-hmm. they they run crazy. That's just how we are. Like we said already, it it just gives me so much more hope that there are like more people and more mindsets that they'll be formed like this. It's, it's unbelievable. And I just had to say that and recognize that. For sure. And I just like going off of that, it's that I feel like we're trained to always think that there's something outside of us that will make us happier. Mm-hmm. The pharmaceutical industry and uh, your friends and just all of these external things you think are going to make you happier in the long run. But it's like, all you have to do is find peace within and mm-hmm. you will see peace without. Absolutely. And learning, oh my God, before I like, we get into a different 
part of this. It's because we're on the topic. Learning to appreciate. I want to say this on my podcast for so long. This is the perfect time. The importance of learning to appreciate the little things in life. The little. I'm not. I'm not just saying. You're speaking facts. Sounds cliche, but I'm not just saying. Like I'm talking little. I'm talking going outside in the wind hitting you the right way. Oh yeah. The flowers in bloom is what you want. The colors. The sip of nice cold water on your throat. The like, like the little, like the littlest of things is fi- being able to find beauty in genuine, real happiness. Yeah. You know, like real happiness. Like everything inside of you is smiling. Like yeah. real happiness that is so powerful. And it took me a while, but now I'm able to soak in and accept where I am that I'm here that I'm supposed to be here because I'm here like it's not God doesn't skip people on accident God it's it's the universe that's not how it works like every second like it even sometimes it doesn't feel like you're doing anything you're here for a specific reason you're given that extra second like soak it in and I learned that and I appreciated it more and more every day and now when I see the right color flower could make my afternoon. I agree. And that is like a power within me that I respect mm-hmm. and love yeah. about myself. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's so important. Yeah. It's so freaking important. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, they always say like, does money buy you happiness? Right. And I think we're at the age when you can say, I mean, okay, it helps, but it doesn't, it really doesn't right. buy you happiness. And I deeply believe that simplicity creates peace. You keep your thoughts simple. You keep your diet simple. You keep your closet simple. You keep yourself in check. Absolutely. Your life will be be peaceful. The more you complicate it, the more you complicate your wardrobe and the plans you have for the future and your bank accounts and going out to dinner. Obviously, the more complex and intricate your life is going to be to sort out. Absolutely. Simplicity creates peace, and I will... Absolutely stand by that statement until the day I close my eyes and I depart from this world. OMG! <laughs> oh my God! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I love, oh my God, you are tackling such important things that people need to hear. This is unbelievable. I, I, I have so many, I already have so many takeaways from you. Freaking un, unbelievable. I, com- I completely agree with absolutely everything. And before we transition, because I want to get into the idea of spirituality more with you because I feel that it's, I've said it a million times, spirituality is very difficult for lots of people out there. It's hard to understand. It's the way that it's, the media has taken a toll on it. Drives me crazy, drives me mad. And I know that it's not me. I'm doing it right. I'm okay. However, it's such a beautiful and powerful thing that the way that social media has kind of put a, what it's not even put a spin on it, what it's done to it for some people. Like the idea of spirituality has, has turned into for hundreds of thousands of people is just, Oh, crystals run. She's got crystals run. Yeah. Yeah. Angel numbers, please. Coincidence. Nothing's a coincidence. No such thing. This life is a coincidence. There is no such thing as a coincidence. And I want to say, 
I will say it a million times. Don't let anybody ever tell you that seeing a sign, seeing an angel number, I don't give a, if it's a, a level, I don't care what's going on. It is never a coincidence. Don't let anybody ever tell you that it's BS, that it's a coincidence. Oh, whatever. I, I remember I talked to someone. I was like, yeah, oh my God, I've been seeing. They, no, they told me, yeah, like my cousin told me she, she's been seeing 111 and 1111 like every single day for the past two months. I told her it's a weird coincidence. I'm like, see, it's even like us subconsciously seeking for other people's validation to make it make it okay in our arena. Right. And it's like, you'll get to the point in life one day, hopefully you will, that you don't need other people to confirm what you're seeing. Right. Confirm who you are. It's right. Like, I agree with that. It's crazy. And it's, I, that's like the point of like everything and talking about it for me in the, in the spirituality sense is just like, also it's for, it's for educating people to find that hope and, and the ways of the universe, because like, that's just how it is. Like you can't, I'm sorry. It's, it's the truth. That's how it works. And that's it. And it's beautiful. And it's so healing for people. But like, also I want to change the way that spirituality is perceived and known as like, I don't like the idea of the way that, you know, TikTok or all these like apps have, have, have turned the idea of, Oh, She's manifesting a, a text from her ex. She's there's yeah. there's sage and there's there's crystals. You better run. She's yeah. doing voodoo on you. That's the farthest, farthest thing from what it is. And I and I know and it 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 sucks because like I know that there's people out there that like don't exactly like know how to go about it because of that. I know people struggle, yeah. and it's just it's so important that you know we talk about it and and spell it out in such a, in such a great and motivating and, and, and clean and simple way, but so beautiful so that it's like easy and like just feels good listening to it and to understand it. So I just have to compliment you on the way that you talk about it because it's, it's amazing. And before we get into it even deeper so that people actually know what we're talking about when we say spirituality and these signs and recognizing for one 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 part that I just I want to get into it's a little darker but for the people that are watching this that the topic of suicide resonates with them yeah. or or it doesn't or in general but if people were brought to this to learn more and just hear more about the experience with losing someone to suicide I want to know because you know I bet Every time with me, I know that I developed so many crazy triggers from the trauma that I experienced. Mm -hmm. And I believe, you know, each type of loss, each type of trauma creates these changes, our brain and creates these thoughts, triggers, and just, and changes us because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a permanent, you know, like it's, it's an imprint like on us, what happened. And I developed after fears of thinking that everyone around me, a loved one is just going to randomly drop dead in front of me. I couldn't I could barely drive for months because I thought I'm going to get in a car accident. I'm going to die flying. I've almost gotten over my fear. I'm still working on it, but I'm just, I was convinced at one point and it was really bad 
but I've been working through it. That's like, I'm really proud of myself. I'm working through it, but things I can't control and it's still there. And it's always going to be, is that like, because worst case scenario happened unexpectedly to the last person in the world who I would ever think it would happen to, which opened up so many doors, which is like scary. But now I like have that beyond my control, that idea that, oh my God, every, everyone's going to die. I'm going to die. The worst case scenario is going to happen in this situation. And there's so many more things that have come with the type of loss I had, type of trauma. When it comes to ex- experiencing a loss of someone you loved so dearly to suicide, I want to know, are there any specific thoughts or triggers that you experience in everyday life when you go places that that stick with you and affect you like what are those that you're willing to share that you can think of I'm sure there's a million some things we don't even know and as we live and we grow we we realize that I didn't even know that why am I scared of this oh my god it's because of this like there's so much more but right now I want to know how that's permanently impacted your decision making in, in that sense and how you operate how your mind works my biggest fear was that I thought someone was going to jump through my window and stab me. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't sleep alone. I wouldn't sleep alone. I couldn't sleep at night if I was alone because I, I, I was convinced that someone was coming to get me. I really thought that, like, I, someone was going to kill me. Like, that's what I thought. I also had a fear. Oh, this is really, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. It's okay. It's, it's... I had a fear that, like, maybe I was going to end my life, too. Like, I... And that's, that's okay, that's, that's okay, that you, I admire you for saying that, like, it's okay. Because it's like, when you see, after seeing him, it's hard not to put yourself in that situation. Absolutely. And I'm sure you've pictured yourself dropping dead one day. Absolutely. And it's really freaky. Absolutely. And then it's like, well, do I want to drop dead, or, or, or is that just my head speaking, or, and, and do I actually want to be here, or is that just my head speaking? And it's like, you always have to ask yourself, like, is that me actually talking or is that my head speaking? Because there's very there's two distinct, distinct energies that come through when you're dealing with those two types of ego and soul. But what I want to touch on, what you were talking about earlier, is spirituality really quickly. And I just want to say that my definition, everybody has so many definitions about spirituality. But when I think about spirituality, it is the religion of trusting yourself. It's the religion of trusting your heart, and it is knowing that you are meant to be here for a reason. Absolutely. If you can put that as a belief, as a concrete belief in your head that you are meant to be here, you can sort of play play with your life. Absolutely. You can play with the energy around you, and you can notice things and become aware and you can maybe even notice generational trauma that you didn't know that was in there before totally but the fears of losing somebody on any level and even to suicide is it's daunting Mm -hmm. and there's nothing that I can say that will make anybody feel better because Mm -hmm. You have to go within and figure out what's going to make you feel better. And, yeah, I can say time helps because time does help. Time can either destroy you. Time brings healing. Time brings healing. Time can destroy you or heal you. But in those moments of waiting around to heal are are the times when you're just like, when you have all that time 
in between your healing, my biggest advice for you is to ask yourself what you're afraid of, what's broken you, and why you're afraid to express the highest vibration of your soul, of your heart, of who you are. Because it's really scary to be yourself. Yeah. Because we want to we wanna fit into the social media. We want the pretty lips. We want the nice chest. Mm-hmm. We want the skinny arms. We want the toned abs. Mm-hmm. And the people who are portrayed on media right now have that. And we think that we need that to be happy. Mm-hmm. But, man, is it nice to have curves and a little flab on your arms. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. the flaws are what make us beautiful. And you don't want to look like those people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. I mean, if you want to, yay. But when going through those really, really scary moments of grief, it's just such a beautiful time to heal the rest of yourself that's been broken for X amount of years. And I'm still going through it. I'm still... Figuring out over the past, I just turned 21, over the past 21 years that I've been shut down or neglected or bullied. And don't get me wrong, I was such a big bully when I was younger. Like, a really just mean girl. I liked, I got high off being mean to people. And now I get high off being kind to people. I love seeing people smile. It creates more of a positive impact than you realize holding the door for somebody, paying for the person behind you at a coffee shop or whatever you're doing. It's the simple things Mm -hmm. that will change people's day. And I love complimenting people now because if you think that someone is beautiful, don't be afraid to tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Anytime. Life is too short. Absolutely. Before you you know it, like we're going to be 80, 90 years old and we're going to be like, wow, life just happened. Right. And the last thing that you want at the end of your life is to have regrets. Absolutely. If I didn't go through the darkness that I went through, then I wouldn't understand the lightness that I'm experiencing right now. Absolutely. I wouldn't know the voice of my heart. Mm-hmm. When you focus on yourself for a good amount of time, you will actually hear your heart speaking versus your head. Mm-hmm. And when my head starts to rumble, it's so fun when my heart's like... It's not real. It's not true. You're not your thoughts. Right. Don't worry about it. Right. So it's a nice reminder to know that you're not your thoughts and you can unidentify from the deepest, darkest thoughts because we really are spiritual beings Mm -hmm. having a human experience. Absolutely. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for being in these vessels because it's so, it's uncomfortable. It's absolutely. You look in the mirror and of course you're going to say something that's wrong with you because it's just like, what are we doing in these little bodies with so much energy and so right. much potential? So it's just cut yourself slack. Be nice to yourself. Like, Take it easy. Like, in, I just always easy. tell myself, take just it take simple. it easy. Take it easy. Absolutely. You've got to just relax. Take it easy on yourself. You've got to just relax. <laughs> Literally. And, it's so hard to relax. It's so hard to relax. You're not discrediting how hard it is to work on yourself and to relax and to trust yourself because even still, it's so hard to trust yourself. And a crazy, crazy sign that Charlie taught me, which really helped, which really kickstarted this whole trust within myself and these mm-hmm. voices was I live near the lake, Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I went down one day, and there's two ways to get down, and I took one of the ways to get down. 
And I got down there, and this was still pretty early on in my grieving stage, and I really wanted to connect with Charlie. I knew I could connect with Charlie. Yeah. I knew that he wanted to connect with me. So when I was down at that beach, this voice came through, and every time he comes through, he calls me Chelly. That's just, like, mm. what he used to call me. And I heard, take up the other way, Chelly. Like, take up the second way up, not the original way that I came down, because there's something up there for you. Oh, my God. I was like, this is BS. This is not, but, like, it's I was just, so I was, hard, like, trusting in those, in those messages and the connecting and the communication. 100%. It's so difficult, because I was literally, literally, and I have to say, I was literally thinking about this the past few days. It's like, the trust we have in our loved ones, it's like, it's so, it's so powerful. Like, it's, my brain's, like, scrambling right now. Death isn't like, the end. It's, it really isn't the end. And your connection can get even stronger when they pass away. They'll, they'll let you know that they're there. It's like, they will prove, and it's really hard. I look at it in the way of, like, spiritual, like, connecting and going back and forth with your loved one, having them present, and, and, and listening to those things. It's like, I look at it in a, in a way I was thinking about it. So I was like, how can I compare this? I look at it as like working out. The first few times you 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 work out, you don't see a difference, and For you're sure. just like, you're like, you get what? angry, you're you like, want to give up. It's like I'm not. I'm putting work in. I'm not seeing anything right now. I feel silly and stupid. This is awkward. Which I connect that to spirituality and connecting and listening to voices and trusting within them sometimes because I'm like, I'm trying to talk. Can they hear? Can, like. Can they hear me? Is that voice? Is that real? Keep yeah, going, like, and you have to literally. You just got. You just have to trust it, trust it, and follow it, and do it. If it feels silly, it doesn't matter. They are listening. Yeah, they do feel alone. you. At like, at, they are present. They know everything that's going on. They know. They know to show up like before you even ask for them. 100%. Like they know everything, and you have to trust in. I'm so glad you you trust it. I can't wait for you to continue this because, like, you need to feel awkward and go and do those things. And sometimes it it, it might not be what you thought, but you have to try because it's gonna it's it's amazing the way it works. It's amazing the way it works. Yeah. So you heard the voice so from I, him. I heard. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't trust that it was him. I was. I was at the beach, and. I kept hearing, take the other way up, take the other way up, Chelly. Like, there's going to be something up there for you. And I'm just like, oh, like, a part of me was like, just take the original way that you came down. Like, this is bogus, this is bogus. And I was like, cut the BS, Chelsea, let's take the other way up. So I, w- I just, I, I played at the beach a little bit. I was breathing, and I started walking up the other way. And I'm walking and walking. And I could feel, like, this nice energy coming through, like, like a nice sense of trust. And I feel like sometimes, like, I play with Charlie and, like, I'll ask for signs, and, like, he'll play with me, and, like, the voices, and trusting. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the top of the other way that he kept telling me to go up, the first house on the left side had a yard sign in it. And on the yard sign, in bold letters, said Charlie. (laughs) And I was like, Chelsea. If that, if you don't if that doesn't spell it out for everyone right now, if that doesn't, like, and I was just like, whoa. I was like, we're living in a game. How alive did you feel? How alive yeah, did like, you feel? I was straight. He's still here. He will always be here. He will always be there for when, for when, he will always be here for me when I need him. And I will always be there for him when he needs me. And our connection 
just because he's not in this physical body, will never, ever die. Nothing dies. Nope. There's no beginning and a conclusion. Can't destroy energy. It's not possible. Once energy has been created, energy can't be... It cannot be destroyed. <laughs> Charles Darwin, right? I think so. Even better. Oops. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Exactly. Oh my God, it's so powerful. The love that in connection and communication we get from our loved ones, the love we still get, the the romance you still have with him, the parenting I still receive from a universe away. From From a universe away, we're still communicating. Yeah. Within us. Yes. OMG. We're also trained to think that if you don't use, if you can't use your five senses, then it's not true. But I want to ask you a question. You can't see your thoughts. You have no idea where they're coming from. We don't even know if they're really coming from right here. I think they could be coming from the thing that I'm sitting on, the thing that I'm talking into, the sensations running down my arms. Like, you are able to tap into any consciousness, any thought, any awareness, any dimension, any galaxy, if you want to. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Our thoughts are intangible, okay? Mm-hmm. Spirituality is intangible. But our, we, we would claim that our voices are real and our mm-hmm. thoughts are real. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why is there such a resistance to believing in yourself to trusting your heart it's so hard to listen to yourself sometimes because it's like within you it's like you feel like when it's coming from another person it's like okay like then that's validating it like that's true and I hate that I never I struggle and I'm so glad you brought this up because I even struggle with that I was honestly thinking about this earlier today It's, it's amazing how it's just we're on the same page and just understanding within everything the timing of this it's it's unbelievable but I was, I was literally, I was thinking about that today and just how, just the validation just from other things, like telling us, like the voice within you is so hard. It's so hard to listen to yourself. One time I was giving spiritual advice and, and guidance to someone and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like you're saying all these amazing things about life. They go, do you listen to your advice? Like, do you follow it? And I was like, I was like you didn't I was like what a question yeah. I was like I was like yes but I definitely could work on more because like it's hard to fully listen to yourself and trust in and yourself that's the direct connection to what you hear is what you see so yep. if you can hear yourself talking you will see the magic and miracles that you you want in your life absolutely so on the note of spirituality and connecting before we close out and, and, you know, this was amazing. But when it comes to you connecting with Charlie, Charles, um, when he, early on, when he would come through to you and connect with you and you would have these spiritual experiences and you would, you would go to mediums, is there anything specifically he would come through in a way that um, gave you not reassurance but peace in in what in what he did and went taking his life is there what 
was there a time I'm sh- I'm sure there was I have faith you can correct me but I that he came and let you know that you know this is what happened and I'm I'm sorry in a way like I don't know like did he address to you in ways what he did and how and how did you take that and like did that bring you peace like how did that work like how did the first few times like when he because I can't even imagine in a way of connecting it's crazy connecting to someone beyond when when they chose in that moment to go to the beyond how tell me your experience like how so I had dreams I had like really okay visitation dreams okay I remember I had a dream and we were like both in his car in the garage and he was sort of just like explaining to me that he didn't really understand he was like almost saying that like he didn't really understand what was going on until it happened and he like looked down at himself and was like oh whoa and I think I healed in a very different way because I don't think about suicide in this dark, dark manner. I Mm -hmm. sort of turned suicide into this way of, okay, he got what he needed in this life. He did what he had to do. He impacted the people that he impacted, and he went. And this might sound really crazy to some people, but I think before we come into this earth, we all have a way of committing suicide whether that's of old age, of sickness, of cancer, of using your hands to end your own life. I think suicide has been classified in such a gnarly way where it's like if that person committed suicide, he had demons, he hated his life, he wanted to leave, everything was going wrong. But I will to this day still not ever believe that Charlie had demons, that he didn't like his life, that he was... I just, I won't, I won't, I won't classify suicide like that. And I'm sure there are other cases, but there are, there are stories that you hear that these angels, these people who made so many people smile, commit suicide. Right. And you're like, wait, 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 it doesn't add up. There wasn't a note. It doesn't make any sense. How could they do this? But whenever those thoughts run through my head, I always tap back to the fact of he did what he had to do. It's hard. It's so. It's even hard to say that because right. like you don't. You, you want them here still. You want them here so badly, but they're not here. So all the lessons that they taught you, the impact that they made on your heart, the impact that they made on the world, it's up to you now to take mm-hmm. their peace and their love and to keep carrying it on in whichever way that you want to carry it on. Mm-hmm. The way the story was written, unfortunately, it's like that's how I feel. That's it how I feel. sucks so much in the in. And it's like, why? Why would, why would I pick this story to be written? Why right. why are why? people's fates what they are? And I know so many people like dwell on it and, and question it, I'm sure. It's like, why did this happen in, in any type of loss? Anything that is so dark and crazy. Like, why was this their fate? It's, it's, it's so hard. And it's heavy. Yes. And even the word suicide is really, really heavy. And I think I've said it. So I only laugh because it honestly hurts. It hurts. <laughs> right. But. I think I've said the word suicide so many times that it doesn't come off in the way that it, it, to me, that it comes off to other people. Right. Like when I think about suicide, I don't think about it in this crazy, scary, dark, dark, lonely way. I just think about it in a way that this person departed from this, from this world. 
It's never easy. It'll never be easy. And healing on top of a mystery is the part where self-trust is the most important thing to guide you through that darkness. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Completely. I think the way that you talk about it is beautiful. It's a great, it's a, it's a healing way. It's a powerful way. It's a life-changing way to view suicide like this and to view a loss like this in the process of everything. And I'm sure the way I can count on it, that the way that you've gone about this, Charlie couldn't be more happy with the way that you've transformed the way that you, you see what happened and the choice he made in that moment. And just, I'm just, I'm, I'm literally choked up. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling like closed up. I'm just, energy is like so high. It's just, I, I'm just blown away with it. And I know you're going to help so many people and, and change their, their perspectives on how to see something like this, because it's true. Even for me, I was like thinking, I didn't know what you were going to say. I know you, and I know the way that you view things. And it's so, it's beautiful and it's amazing. But obviously I didn't know entirely how this was going to come out and how you view exactly everything, how it works in your mind. And of course we, we have these, you know, moments where dark things happen and we're confused. It's because, you know, we're human, but I just, I really admire the way that you've you've transformed everything and you accept it in a beautiful way. And I know that it's made him and his spiritual existence so much more peaceful, yeah. like faster. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's truly it's it's amazing. And the last thing I wanna I wanna also touch on is um also in, in a darker way on, on this topic, but when it comes to this this type of loss and everything that happened, did you ever, and I know this is huge for people, that's why I wanted to, to ask in here because I know this will help people, but did you struggle with the idea of guilt ever? Yeah. Did, you, did you have those thoughts? Did I miss this? Should I have done this? What was I thinking here? Do I have any part in this, any guilt? I know this must eat people alive and hurt people. How did you process it? What did you think? How did you fight through this? How do you do this? I felt so guilty because I was the last person that saw him alive. Right. And I feel like people looked at me in a way of, How did she not know? I feel like I did suffer from a lot of guilt because before I left his apartment that morning, we had gotten flu shots together that morning Mm -hmm. after we picked up my friend and when I really felt him just completely shift. Mm -hmm. We, like, sometimes would exchange Adderall because we were both on Adderall. I had different... We had different release and milligrams, and we would switch pills sometimes. And that morning, I said to him, I was like, oh, can I have that Adderall, by the way, right before I walked out? And he, like, almost poured the whole bottle in my hand and was like, take it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, need this anymore. And when I look back, obviously, I have forgiven myself. I have cried myself to sleep because I walked out of the door after he said that. But 
I say to myself, how could you have known, Chelsea? How could you have ever known that this sweet, loving boy, that was going to be the end? Right. So I carried this weird guilt of, like, was I, like, was I supposed to know? Should I not have walked out? And, like, mm-hmm. I was getting really agitated because I kept asking him, like, what's wrong, Charles? What's mm-hmm. wrong? He's like, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. I was like, all right, like, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my apartment and start my day. And thank God the last thing that he said to me was, I love you, Chelly. And I was like, I love you too, Charles. And I walked out and I went to my room and that was the last time anybody ever saw him. And I wish I had more answers for his friends, for his family. I wish I could have done something. How could you? It's like you. But it's like I couldn't have done something and I can drive myself insane saying that to Mm -hmm. myself for the rest of my life. And all I can say to myself is everything it it happened it, like it happened the way I guess it was supposed to happen, and it was scary and it traumatized me and it traumatized everybody in his circle and everybody that knew him and everybody that was in that apartment building and I think forgiving yourself and I've forgiven Charlie. Um, it took me a while, but forgiving yourself for not knowing signs, for not knowing what was going on in their head, for not. You just, you have to forgive yourself. You're going to carry that weight and that baggage for the rest of your life. And all people want that have passed away and transitioned to the other side, all they want for us down here is to be happy Mm -hmm. and to just follow our paths. And I know, I know, I know, I know he would not want me carrying around this baggage for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And I felt guilty letting it go and letting taking off that responsibility that I thought that I needed, that I thought that I needed to have. And releasing it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Absolutely. And I feel guilty for saying that. I still, till this day, feel guilty for saying, for trying my best to walk forward because I feel like I always should be feeling, being upset and I should be always communicating with him and not letting our love die. But I know Charlie... And I know the only thing that he would want from me is to just be happy. Absolutely. And to anybody who's ever lost anybody to suicide, and if you had a bad relationship or a rocky relationship, I'm telling you right now that all they want for you to do is to be happy and to live your life. And you're going through this hardship for a reason. You're experiencing this pain. But love your pain. See your pain. Whoever has crossed is always there. So talk up. Look at them. I know Charlie's here. I know your dad's here. They're watching us. Mm-hmm. They are. And it's like, in this form, not in this form, we have the power to really, really inspire others, inspire ourselves with our stories, Absolutely. with the way we are raised, the trauma we went through. Like, nothing is a coincidence. You are going through what you are going through mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you can find peace in that, then Namaste. Absolutely. Namaste. Absolutely. That was that was beautiful and just I'm in awe with you. I forever will be in awe with you. I love oh you. my god. <laughs> I'm like, oh literally choked up. I can't even get into it anymore. But you are just you're fabulous. You're amazing and you inspire me so much. And I feel connected right now with just the beyond and within us right now. That's why I'm getting emotional because everything's fine, but that's just what's happening. And I just, I'm, 
I'm just so proud of you as, as a person that's just grown up with you. And I just, I admire you so much and you're doing all the right things and you're just, you're, you're so powerful and it's just, I'm, I'm blessed to, to know you and, and watch you and have the same feelings as you. And it's just power. It's all within us. Like everything, like our, everything is just within us. All the answers are within you. Absolutely. All the answers are here. Absolutely. You're the best. And Thank you so much for opening yourself up and your heart and your soul and, and giving yourself to everybody that's listening to this. I know that you're going to help so many people and you are, you already do. Your writing is fabulous. Thank Where you. can people find your writing? Um, so I write on this platform called Medium. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe or you can follow me. I think my username is Chelsea Jacobs123. Awesome. Um, if you're watching this and you like what I'm saying, I talk a a lot about these topics in depth. Mm -hmm. I talk more about my experiences, the way I view death now, the signs he sent me, consciousness, ascension, fears, guilt. I write about it all. Um, so check it out. It's, I love my writing. It's amazing. It's helped me heal. I, I never thought I would be a writer in my whole life, but it's probably the one thing that has healed me the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. So check it out if you like. Subscribe if you want. I highly Whatever recommend. Your boat. Highly recommend. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love you I and love thank you. you.